This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. The 10th Amendment is what's known as a rule of construction. This is a legal phrase the framers were quite familiar with. It's basically a set of instructions on how to read the entire Constitution. To understand this, first, let's review the text of the 10th. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. As a rule of construction, we're told two primary things. One, the federal government is only authorized to exercise those powers delegated to it in the Constitution and nothing more. Two, if something isn't delegated to the federal government and isn't expressly prohibited to the states, then the people of each state get to determine whether or not they want to deal with something and how. Thomas Jefferson called this the foundation of the Constitution, and if you apply these two rules to anything and everything done or proposed to be done by the federal government, your foundation will be strong. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. If we as Americans are going to understand what is happening in our country, we have to be educated. We have to know the history. We have to know why the Founding Fathers did what they did. And it can't just take a few of us. We have to have millions of people in this country that understand that we actually have the power of this country, not the politicians. Going to talk to you about the Tenth Amendment which is a very, very powerful statement, which is part of the Bill of Rights, that explains why you have the power. And the politicians don't care. This government no longer cares about the Constitution. I'm going to explain to you why, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't care about the Constitution is because Basically, it's a self-enforcing document. So we'll talk about that. what does self-enforcing document mean. Again, this is understanding how the greatest system that ever has been proposed and presented and executed in a nation on the planet has succeeded, but yet is being destroyed minute by minute in this country because we as people are not educated to understand that. So three things we're going to talk about. Separations of powers via the Tenth Amendment to the people. Four steps to bring down the federal programs 
using the Constitution. Last but not least is the Constitution is not a self-enforcing document. going to explain that to you. In the introductory clip, you heard about the Tenth Amendment, but I'm going to read it to you word for word. In the system of the founders, the powers of both the general government and the state governments are emanations of power from the people. In other words, it's power drawn from the people. The Tenth Amendment was widely understood to reaffirm this revolutionary principle. So what is the Tenth Amendment? Word for word. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectfully or the people. So the people and the states have the ability to say, screw you, federal government. But over the last hundred years, we have not been doing that. And that's why we are where we are. So I'm going to play a clip that talks about four steps to bring down the federal government using the Constitution, specifically the Tenth Amendment. And then as we progress, maybe you can understand you got to be educated on the powers that you have within yourself given to you by God. The document called the Constitution of the United States was written with that understanding. You are a free person on this planet. And unless we execute that command, that ability by God, we submit ourselves to government and government will control you. So the choice is we control the government like the founders told us needs to happen or you submit yourself. Four steps to bringing down the federal government. Take a listen to this. Did you know the man considered by many to be the father of the Constitution gave us a blueprint for what to do when the federal government doesn't follow the rules? Well, he did, and it's not something they teach you in school either. When ratification of the Constitution was still up in the air, James Madison and others wrote a series of papers about how things would work. In one, Federalist Paper number 46, Madison laid out a clear plan, a blueprint for what was needed to keep the federal government in check when words on paper wouldn't do the job. Surprisingly, James Madison didn't advise using as a first response to federal overreach what are known as the most vaunted parts of the American system today. That is, voting bums out, suing in federal court, or demanding that federal politicians repeal their own laws. Instead, James Madison advised a series of four actions by individuals and states. One, protest on a large scale. 
Madison called it disquietude of the people. Two, noncompliance. Madison recommended disobedience in general and a refusal to cooperate with officers of the Union. Three, outspoken governors. Madison advised what he called frowns of the executive of the state to build awareness in the general public. And four, state legislation. Madison said legislative devices should be used in the states, that is, passing resolutions or bills as needed to counter federal power. James Madison told us that using these steps together in multiple states would be extremely effective against the federal government. He wrote that doing so would present obstructions which the federal government would be hardly willing to encounter. This advice was written in a time when the federal government did very little. Today, when the federal government is active in nearly all areas of life, James Madison's blueprint will have far more impact and success than it did in his day. That's because Washington, D.C. relies on support and cooperation from the states for almost everything. As the National Governors Association put it, states are partners with the federal government on most federal programs. Partnerships don't work too well when half the team quits. In other words, if individuals and states protest and refuse to participate on a wide scale, there's very little the federal government can do about it. So this brings me to the point that I can't understand. There are countries, multiple countries in this world that are standing up, hundreds of thousands if not millions of people protesting against their government. But we in America are not doing that. We're not getting to the streets. We're not standing up. James Madison told us that using these steps that he just talked about, in multiple states would be extremely effective against the federal government. He wrote that doing so would present obstruction which the federal government would hardly be able to encounter. Because we are not forcing ourselves against the government in masses, they think we're just compliant. And they're right. We are compliant because we're not standing up to the federal government. This is what we need to do on a million people scale. You know, you got the million marches and all that stuff in D.C. I get that. There's 360 million people in the United States. Can you imagine if you had 100 million people in all the cities across this country protesting? and using their constitutional rights, what would happen overnight? The federal government would listen because they'd be scared and they'd be running scared. That's what we need to do. I'm doing what I can. I talk to my legislators. I participate in local events and protests, and that's what we need to do but we need to do this at a very large scale. 
The Constitution is a written document. We all understand that. And the government is supposed to abide by that, but they're not. They haven't been for basically a century. Because they want the power instead of you having the power. And then the states, same thing. They bail down to the federal government because they're distributing money from the federal government to them. And as they protest it, then they lose the money. Okay, so you lose the money. Because freedom's a lot more important than any dollar bill coming from the federal government to fund your state. Because the people in your state, believe it or not, can fund everything you need in a state. But that's politics in America. So it's not a self-enforcing document. So what does self-enforcing mean? Although the Constitution is the supreme law of our land and provides limits on the powers and authorities of federal, state, and local governments, its words cannot and will not leap off the page and enforce themselves. It's not like the Constitution is going to slap a politician in the face and go, you can't do this. We are the Constitution. You get it? The people are the Constitution. The common folk of America must be the champions of their own liberty. We have to be the Constitution because the government cares less. The people of America if they would choose to enjoy the blessings of liberty, must first choose to study, understand, and then apply the principles of the American view of law and government. It has always been so that the greatest threat to the people's liberty is the federal government. The federal government is where we are being suppressed where we are being told daily through a tyrannical system that has grown like a monster and the people are not fighting against it. So take a listen to this clip that's going to explain to you why the people have the power and why we have to stand up to this federal government. The Constitution is not a self-enforcing document. Although the Constitution is the supreme law of our land and provides limits on the powers and authorities of our federal, state, and local governments, its words cannot and will not leap off the page and enforce themselves. The common folk of America must be the champions of their own liberty. The people of America, if they would choose to enjoy the blessings of liberty, must first choose to study, to understand, and then to apply the principles of the American view of law and government. It has always been so that the greatest threat to the people's liberties is the centralized power of civil government. And it is strikingly apparent now that the agenda coming from Washington, D.C. represents an attempt to centralize and extend the control of the few over the many. 
In an amazingly short period of time, the central government has nationalized the banks, the insurance industry, the automobile industry, and the healthcare industry, and this is illegal. And all the while this has been occurring at unprecedented speed, the president has been insisting that he is not doing exactly what he is doing. And if our state and local officials properly understood their oaths of office, perhaps they would and could interpose between us, their constituents, and the central authorities who are attacking America's foundations. But seemingly, most do not intend to perform their duty and defend the people from the law-breaking of the central planners. Unless the people and their state and local officials, like the governor, like local police and judges and the county council, renounce the criminal behavior displayed by the federal executive through federal agencies and redeclare their allegiance to their loved ones and their families and their communities, these United States of America are in grave danger of disappearing. The Constitution is not a self-enforcing document. For America to survive the Constitution, the rule of law must be understood and applied by the people and their local leaders against the apparent criminal interests of federal government leaders. This is Michael Anthony Peruca for Institute on the Constitution, bringing you the American view. Unless we, as patriots that love freedom, take over the local and the state systems from education to justice to sheriffs to justice of peace, all of them, with the values of the Constitution of the United States, America will die. It will cease to exist. How do we do this? We talk to our neighbors. We talk to our friends. We talk to people we know. We talk to the people we go to church. Talk to the young people and say, run for an office. You want to do something? Stop bitching about it. Do something about it. Use the Constitution to save America. And I will have to say this. The Tenth Amendment gives us this ability. But I say there's twofold. There's using the Tenth Amendment, there's running for these offices, but we also must support the Convention of States and use Article 5 to add, to enhance the Constitution, to take control of the government, specifically three issues. One, there is no balanced budget in the Constitution, so the government will not balance the budget. They just keep spending and spending and spending because the legal system has nothing to hold the politicians to balancing the budget. Number two, term limits. A politician back in Lincoln's days was, it was doing something for the country, running for office to help the people. You did your time and then you went back to farming or be a lawyer or whatever it was. They didn't get paid a lot of money, therefore they didn't want to stay there, but they did their service. It's like being in the military, they did their time. The third thing is the federal government is gigantic, way, way too big. Department of whatever, you name it. They, they create bureaucracy on a daily scale, and that bureaucracy is what's crushing your liberty. So those are the three things that the Convention of States 
Article 5, enacting a state convention to amend the Constitution. Go to conventionofstates.com. Share the podcast. Tell your friends and neighbors to go to the conventionofstates.com. Learn about how we can save this country. Last but not least, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please share it far and wide. Continue to share it, even if your family disagrees. Share this podcast because eventually they're going to get it. It's going to hit them in the face. It's going to knock on their front door when communists comes to them. And then maybe they'll understand what they can do to stop it. Thank you very much for listening. This is the Gunny out.